Welcome to the social medium. No, I'm not a medium, but I do love different mediums, like social media and podcasting. You may know me from Savar Vive by JJ or My Beauty Fuel Food by JJ. Now I am a business founder and entrepreneur. Take three, let's do this. This afternoon, I am here with Monique Foy, the co-founder of Cosmic Dealer. Hello. As we know, I am a huge, huge fan, and I am definitely, um, she's definitely my dealer, for sure. (laughs) At this point in my life, for sure, this is my dealer. Thank you so much, Monique, for being here. Very, very happy to be here. So last time we chatted uh, and we did the podcast, you were pregnant. Was I? I believe so. No. We I feel met, like it was back in time. It was even back. Days, I think so you were still. Really, yeah. I think you were still actually yes, still bailing them out. Clean and changed my life. Yeah, yeah. It was called a tongue. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Wow, so much has changed. <laughs> so much has changed. How exactly and when did you guys pivot from a tongue cleaner to cosmic dealer? So it was when um, I had the second product come out okay which was the 100% cacao right (laughs) which was really interesting second product um and that would have been let's say yeah like a year after I'd launched the tongue cleaner okay because also it we remember we discussed this in the first podcast but it really came from your love of Ayurveda this brand exactly and you bringing back tongue cleaners and then being really gifts and not being able to get them here really. It was okay. So Ayurveda was, let's say, the vehicle. But when you like, when I dig down into why, 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 like, why did I get into Ayurveda? Why did I get into to like holistic medicine and plants and all that stuff more seriously? It always comes back to my addiction to sugar. Really? Right. So the tongue cleaner as well, as in that was, it was called a tongue cleaner changed my life because every day when I would scrape my tongue, I'd see what I was scraping off and it would change according to how much sugar I was eating. Really? Yeah. So like if you eat lots of sugar, the next day you're going to scrape off like a lot of gunk. <laughs> That's funny because actually my husband is, I never thought he would actually start doing the tongue cleaner. Okay. But he does. He even brings it with him when we go on I vacation. I hope you don't see what he's going to I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's so... I didn't... Okay, so... Because, you're, because he's... Yeah, because he, he likes sugar. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so then, yeah, the... That's why it ended up changing my life. Because that was like the first tiny prise de conscience. Mm-hmm. Like check-in every day of okay I knew I was eating too much sugar but like also when you physically see it like very visually every day coming out of you like off your tongue and my addiction to sugar was coincided because it was causational to my like the worst period of my life health-wise and that's when I kind of said okay enough is enough and I need to go more seriously into what I've learned about Ayurveda, learn more, get a training in it, um, like explore other different holistic methods and foods and plants and medicines. And that all kind of came from this period where, you know, my skin was 
awful. My sleep was awful. My energy levels were all over the place. I was literally trying not to fall asleep at my desk, you know, Mm. in open space with your team surrounding you. That's so rough. Like, and then hormones also all over the place. And yeah. And so the tongue cleaner was like this first, yeah, that, that first little tool and that's why then the second product was this 100% cacao because that's then what I used to actually replace the ritual of sugar. So, yeah, everything kind of ties back to that. And, I mean, I remember that I liked the 100% cacao, but I'm also very special. And I know that that was for some people like, oh, my gosh, what is yeah, this? way too hardcore. It's really funny because I was so insistent of being like so purist because this brand was really an incarnation of my favorite wellness products and that was my ligne directrice you know Mm -hmm. that was my fil rouge where my um you know the strategy was it wasn't like let's build out a food brand at that stage or let's do an aromatherapy brand or you know stick to like the lanes of a type of business it was really quite experimental in that you know there are lots of wellness brands today but they're all relatively new when we Mm -hmm. look at wellness in inverted commas from you know the way that we we speak about it today this kind of multi-category wellness brand was a new type of emerging thing and and yeah and so the 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 line directrice was okay i'm just going to launch things that i personally love and and passionate about and that have really helped me and we'll see how it goes and that was it um and so i really wanted to stick to that 100 percent cacao because that's what i would eat and that's what would cut my kind of sugar cravings and um you know, you can get 100% in supermarkets today, but at the time you couldn't. Okay. And, um, yeah, definitely, definitely too hardcore for most people, though. We do still have our, like, little cult following of the 100%, especially in Switzerland. Actually. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Of, yeah, Swiss clients love it. Um, but it kind of definitely scared a lot of people off, and I think we've had to work back from that to you know convince people to give us another shot at providing a more sort of gourmand easier experience but still without with the low sugar well the 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 chakra chocolates which i as we know all know i'm such a huge fan of um are actually such a good idea like how did you come up with that well it was that it was that there was such an amazing response to launching the cacao the 100 percent that the sales were like amazing in the beginning right because there was this like cool we love cacao Mm. we love chocolate we want to eat less sugar we want we appreciate like a really high quality um food and how that can be considered actual wellness right because it's hard to get super high quality you know food these days for sure um but then the taste was just really too hardcore for most Mm -hmm. people and so the message from the, our clients was like, let like take us there, mm-hmm. but don't like make it so dump hard. us in the mm-hmm. deep end from the you know from the get go. Um, and so the question then became, how do we make something that is delicious, that is gourmand, like how do you say gourmand, indulgent, yeah, but that is actually low in sugar because. 
it's it's actually like it's an impossible task. <laughs> like most people will replace sugar with sweetness, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted the overall result to be low in sugar without using like those crappy artificial things where you're allowed to still say it's yeah. like the overall, you know, the uh, the in the nutritional table it still says it's low in sugar, but it's full of artificial crap. So that's when I was like, okay, yeah, nut butters true don't have sugar in them but they're delicious so true. how can we combine nut butters with like real super high quality cacao and then keep the ingredient list as short as possible and that became the kind of brief okay yeah because i mean they're, they're really good and those you definitely can give to people that can't have like the 100 percent is just way too intense yeah, yeah for sure um so how how did Ayurveda become a part of your everyday life here in Paris? And what was, how did like the products that you were making become, start to accompany this? Because I mean, yes. Okay. Now you can get hundred percent chocolate, but, um, I know that it probably goes a lot deeper than that for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it was all about how can I just have tiny little moments in the day mm-hmm. that, don't require actually a lot of effort or a lot of change Mm. because I was someone that didn't have the mental, emotional, or just like physical time scope to like completely change my routines and habits and everything. And it was like all these little things that I started to integrate into my routine on my day that would just kind of was like that sprinkle of like, you know, optimization on yeah. each one. So, okay, burning incense in the morning. Even if I was in a rush, it immediately, like, calmed me down. Um, it's, it's true. All... When you think about the products, they are an easy way to integrate. Yeah. I never thought about it in that from that angle. But even, like, the teas, for example. Yeah. It, well, tea was, was – it comes back to sugar again. Like, when you're really addicted to sugar and you're trying to eat less, you – it really helps to have something that you actually just – bring to your mouth mm. <laughs> a lot I guess it's like kind of when you're trying to quit a cigarette and yeah. you, you you know you miss that sort of habit and so that for me was tea um and I loved grain-based tea because it was much sort of it was really satisfying yeah and you, you know it feels more like a broth in a yeah, way totally it's really consistent and um I wanted to kind of pimp the grain-based teas I was drinking with other Ayurvedic plants and herbs grain-based teas being notably or traditionally more Japanese. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it was like it – I wasn't about creating some revolutionary, you know, huge new routine or way to do things. It was just like, okay, how do do I make my morning just a tiny bit more calm and just shift the energy a little bit? Yeah, it's true. It's totally true. And um, I was just thinking, you know, about the, you know, the explosion of the chocolate chocolates and, you know, the fact that you guys are only two people. And I'm always like, this is, you know, so incredible. I mean, it's not to say that people that have teams, big teams are not doing the right thing either, but I, it's really quite impressionant all that you guys do do. And now you have a little baby, which is, which was not the case when we spoke last time. How do you, what would be your advice for doing it all or how to keep things balanced? So we, we have kept it really, really small um, up until now because A, we've bootstrapped 
uh, up until now. And we, we're also, um, my co-founder and I, we're first-time entrepreneurs. So we also didn't feel comfortable or experienced enough. I know people do it and maybe this is just like the imposter syndrome speaking, but like I just didn't feel like I wanted to raise a you know yeah. a lot of money from the from the beginning and then like spend someone else's money right really experimenting in how you know how to run a business etc because I knew it wasn't you know one side is obviously the product the other side is like the algorithm of how you actually make right. business work um and so we needed and wanted it to be really lean and to create a kind of healthy business from the beginning that could sustain itself uh, that's not always going to be the case because we're going through growth now. Um, but at least, you know, now we've sort of got up onto our feet and we know what we're doing a bit more. Right. Um, so, yeah, we kept it lean and we've just, you know, we've got now two ad tenants, so we're four um, just recently and we're going to be hiring this year. Um, but, yeah, we needed to get that start to get that extra help because of you know baby I'm yeah. not gonna lie um I said to you before this started yeah it's probably like 30 percent of my day I don't know that's a random statistic but like yeah that now I work less yeah. um that goes to family time how do you do it all <laughs> I mean I don't think there is it's so I mean I'm it's, sure it's yeah I think like I like my mom said to me um not so long ago like that she likes to think of balance over a lifetime and Mm. not at a certain one given moment Mm -hmm. otherwise chasing after balance becomes stressful in itself that's very good advice yeah is it like is it a cop out not to like be balanced now or is Mm. it good advice i don't know i'm going with the good advice um just because i mean going back to ayurveda your 30s and 40s are the pitta period of your life. Okay. So, you know, when we speak about Ayurvedic profiles, they're like different sort of energetic profiles and each person is dominant in one. You know this, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, but Maybe. not many people do. Um, so, you, with, you know, that's like a whole other podcast. But yeah. um, pitta being, let's say, the fire profile, vata, the air and kapha, the earth. And, you know, when we're young, we're the earth profile. So it's all about foundation and constructing, like, strong foundations in the earth. And the earth combined with a bit of water in that profile is all about, like, it's gross. It's like mucus mm. forming. So, like, little kids are always, like, yeah. you know, got runny noses. And they're, they can, they're building themselves. And then you move into the pitta phase of life where... It's fire. It's like dynamic. Everything's moving really quickly. Um, everything's going on at the same time. It's mm. career. It's family. It's like everything. Yeah. And then the later phase is the vata phase, the air phase, where things get a little bit like slower. Not slower. It's a drier, more spiritual, lighter in a sense, you kind of start to shed some of that like pitta frenetic energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just figure like I'm in the pitta phase. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's like not a balance every day. Yeah. Uh, we work like, you know, a lot. Um, 
because I also try and spend time with my babe. And yeah. so you've got to find other pockets of time to use. Um, you do become more efficient and yeah, but you need to, you know, I need a, a support system as well. Yeah, of course. And I mean, on top of that, you're not, you know, your family is in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, paid or free. Yeah. You need a support system. Yeah. So yeah, my, um, my partner's family is in France. That's nice. That helps. And friends and, yeah. you know. No, it's, it's, yeah, of course. And, um, I mean, did you ever think that you were going to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, I've kept a little like business book from the time I was tiny. Really? Oh yeah. Like I don't, I have actually lost the early ones, but I've always had a book of business ideas. My, my, my ultimate business idea that I've is like bed taxi. (laughs) No, like as in the worst, the one I've wanted to launch since I was like tiny, like, you're super tired at night. You're like out at a restaurant. Or oh my God. Yes. You want like a bed to come and pick you up. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. Lucky, it's too bad. That. <laughs> that could be kind of cosmic. You might need some yeah, magic though. Logistical issues. About yeah. It. Um, no, no. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to forever, but um, I feel like moving to France and having visa cultural and language issues it kind of held back the train for a good 10 years so when you're in fashion you were still thinking about always and more on your like passion side like ayurveda or did was there all kinds of ideas only ever serious ones in wellness okay um but yeah all kind i mean when i was in school launch you know like did lot yeah kind of let's say fake business but real was always okay. kind of programs that you were making yeah, yeah. your own yeah um, and wellness how did you discover Ayurveda a, a yoga retreat about thirteen uh, 12, 13 years ago wow yeah. so it's been a long journey yeah 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 and the, and at the time like obviously I was not the first person to go on a yoga retreat but yeah. it was more like it was different why. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And yeah. were you in France at that time? Uh, yes, I had just moved. Well, not just moved here, but I'd been here, let's say, a year or something and had really, like, was in need of an extreme, like, R&R. And what kind of retreat was it 13 years ago? It was an Ayurvedic yoga retreat in Ibiza. Okay. Mm, with, like, a crazy Brazilian woman who was just fantastic. I, and I left there just... She was the one that introduced me to tongue cleaning. Um, and I just left there, like, I think the happiest I've ever been in my life. Really? Yeah, and I was, like, got back to Paris, and I was smiling at people in the metro like I was a total weirdo. Oh, my God. What was the retreat like? I mean, what, she, you didn't know anything about Ayurveda going into. You were just like, no. I need an extreme change right now. It was – I knew it was related to yoga. I'd been doing yoga since, high, like, during high yeah. school. And, um but I didn't, I didn't know much about it. And I just remember her like doing my, my doshik profile and just kind of feeling like finally understood. And, yeah. Finally someone know, gets me. Yeah, finally yeah. this makes sense. Yeah. And then the tongue cleaning and then, you know, realizing with the sugar and, and, and speaking a lot about sugar with her as the Ayurvedic diet. It's not like it's a no sugar thing, but it takes into account your your physical profile and where the sugar is actually good for you and it's obviously all about balance and what sugar does to your digestion and yeah 
Tell us a little bit about Ayurveda because I think that a lot of people who love Cosmic Dealer, I mean, maybe I'm making a gross generalization, but don't know as much about like the foundations of what... Yeah, and that's it's and it really has evolved. So I wouldn't say someone who discovered the brand today, oh, it's an Ayurvedic brand because right. it just doesn't make much yeah. sense anymore that we've really like pivoted more into the food yeah. section and it's more just sort of an inspiration for me and how as yeah. you say, like a sort of founding story of how I got here. Um, but Ayurveda is I think if you don't know about it, like I would just so like really, really encourage you to just simply Google like Ayurvedic, do- let's say dosha profiles, right? Because starting with the doshas is a really nice way to kind of feel your way into Ayurveda because as I say, you kind of like get to profile yourself. Um, so yeah, it really tends to speak to people. And I think that the thing that really, really spoke to me especially at the time with Ayurveda is that it kind of all comes back to how do you align yourself more with nature Mm. whether not like just nature being a tree you know but the natural cycles natural seasons you know of the year the natural cycles of your life like we were talking about before Mm -hmm. Um, the the natural cycle of the day with the sun and mm-hmm. eating according to like what the sun is doing. So having your biggest meal at midday when the sun is highest and mm-hmm. your digestive fire, if it's in sync with that, should be at its strongest as well. And like that just really, really spoke to me living in a super urban environment for the first time because mm-hmm. where I come from in Sydney, it's a big city, but it's very, very like nature is kind of everywhere and Paris is that's not the case and so having been here let's say for like a year or or so um I was just like starving for nature Mm -hmm. and for that connection and then being able to like learning that I didn't necessarily have to live next to a forest like I did in Sydney to be connected with nature and that I could do it just by looking at the moon or as I said following the sun with my digestion or the way that you like sit facing you know the the sun when you eat or like yeah eating seasonally all these kinds of things gave me a bit of hope (laughs) yeah yeah that's it's super interesting because and I I totally agree I mean I know way less about Ayurvedic than Ayurveda than you um but I feel like the doshas are such a kind of nice, like, non-judgmental way of learning about yourself. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's it's because it's it's both. Emo- I like that it's both emotional and physiological. So we're not like for some people where astrology can be a little bit like not tangible enough right. for them. Right. Ayurvedic doshas is not like astrology. Like an Ayurvedic doctor will look at your like physical self. Okay. Like your, you know, tendencies in weight, your skin, your hair, your eyes, your tongue, your everything, your pulse to say, okay, this like physiologically is kind of what your profile looks like. And then couple that with, okay, well, what goes on in your mind? Because as we know, the two are, you know, obviously very very linked and it's just nice that someone also 
whether okay whether you're doing it with a practitioner or an AVEC doctor or just like a quiz online where that someone is asking questions related to both is so nice because like modern medicine nothing against it it's amazing but it's like very specific to most of the time like solving symptoms that are already there and like we'll go straight for the physical symptoms rather than like what could be at the emotional root of this problem you yeah you more often than not like don't have time to treat that at mm-hmm. the doctor you know yeah yeah no I mean I I love Ayurveda it makes me want to learn so much more about it just talking about it um so now cosmic dealers like pretty much all over the world you were on tv <laughs> last week multinational crazy so exciting like no. congratulations it's amazing thinking about how far you've come since the last time also we recorded together which wasn't so long ago so what are the next steps for cosmic dealer we really want to we're focusing more on the food Mm -hmm. because that's kind of you know after launching lots of different types of products that's where i found my real like product passion Mm -hmm. and when we come back to like the why and the root of cause of what I, why I'm doing this, it's the sugar, and then so I can have the most impact with that. If we're focusing on the on the food category, um, and so we are going to continue to build out the chocolate line, the tea line, and soon launch a new line. Cool. Um, and yeah, I think it's just look, it's sustainable growth of our business it's filling out the next phase of like employing people of you know structuring things a little bit more um and we're quite slow to release products at least i feel like that because everything just takes so so long to develop when you are trying to do something new yeah um it would be really easy to kind of just slap a label on lots of existing things sure um, but that's not the way we do it and so things seem to be a little bit slow but um at least internally like that's yeah it it doesn't seem slow but but, yeah i'm sure it feels slow yeah like yeah but um yeah and we're focusing on like different kind of european countries at the moment and feeling out where is our kind of next focus with that but um up until now we've been really retailer heavy in the business model and our online's working really well and so we're gonna like build that out as well well thank you so much for telling us a little bit about more about cosmic dealer and i'm i mean you know i mean i've said it like 700 times on this podcast (laughs) but I love your products. And I love you for loving them. And it was such a, like, so cool to run into Cosmic Dealer in London, like, unexpectedly. Oh, plan- at Planet? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the next the next edition of Cosmic Dealer. And who knows, maybe we'll be doing a podcast in three years and you'll be, like, a multi- multinational. <laughs> Called something completely different, doing, yeah. like, something... Yes, who knows? Like that—that's the interesting part. It's like, well, I'm very, I'm Vata, so I like change, and so I really have to like keep myself on the straight and narrow with like keeping strategy focus, like da da da. Um, but 
yeah who knows but we've got i brought the new flavor here i can't wait to try it thank you monique thank you today